Hey guys, and welcome to the Not Just Sunday podcast. Before we get started, I need you to do two things. First, follow us and turn on notifications wherever you listen to podcasts. And second, follow us on Instagram at SouthsideStudents478. Let's do this. So I'm at the church with only Sean because me and him are the only people at work this week because it's spring break and everybody took a vacation. That's right. We got a staycation. We got a staycation. We had to stay in Warner Vegas <laughs> as they as they call it. That's right. Um, so we thought because me and Sean have such a good friendship that we would make today's episode about friendships, uh, more specifically godly friendships. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to bring two special guests onto the show today to kind of talk about what it looks like to have a godly friendship in middle school, in high school, because they're living that right now. Um, so in the studio, we have Audrey and Emma. Guys, say hey. 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 We're so glad to have you in the studio. Um, these two are awesome friends. They have a great friendship, a godly friendship that is very visible to those um, that see them. And so we just kind of want to have fun today, talk about our friendships and more specifically, where to find godly friendships, what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I want us to talk about um, is how did you guys become best friends? What's the story there? Um, so I just had started going to Collide, and um, there was a group of people that were very welcoming, and Emma kind of just stuck out to me as somebody who was really nice and was strong in their faith. So I was like, oh, I need to be best friends with her. Kind that's of that's really sweet. That's super cool. I feel like we kind of like knew who each other like was still kind of, but didn't really talk because we like went to middle the same middle school and mm-hmm. you know. But then Audrey like started volunteering and went to collide, and then you know, just from there we came, we became friends, besties, and the rest is history. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, well, Sean, how did we become friends, man? Because I mean, we've known each other for a while, but yeah. I would never say that we were. No, I wouldn't say we were super close. I mean, it's actually, it's funny because there's a surprising amount of pictures that I found over the years, like of us hanging out in elementary school, um, like at camp, at summer camp, um, when we were in elementary school, maybe even primary school. Uh, yeah, I don't know, a long time ago. And, um, and just since then, there's a lot of pictures of us. So, I mean, we've been friends for a long time, but I think when we really became close and became best friends was when, um, we, went to Camp Anderson this past summer, and that was right around the same time that I started working here at Southside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having, you know, what, five days together, uh, I'd say we hung out, like, all of camp. And then um, just being around each other, you know, week in and week out, we grew really close. So. And we went through trauma together. Um, yeah. We, <laughs> me and Sean both got COVID at the end of Camp Anderson. Didn't know it, though. Didn't, Didn't know it, it until right. we were on the bus ride back. Felt terrible. Our it bus broke bad. down. I mean, pretty much the worst case scenario right. situation when you're sick. Well, and I, what I remember is, you know, by the end of camp, you're worn out. Like you're, you're so tired. You're like, I can't wait to get home in my bed and sleep for like 20 hours. And so we're on the bus. I have my headphones in. You were in a class at the time where you, you were taking some summer class. You had to watch a little movie and you know, I'm sitting there listening to whatever. And I start hearing this beeping. And I mean, it's just repetitive. And I'm like, what in the world? Finally take it off. And I think by then you had taken yours off and you're like 
bro, what is going on? And we hear the bus, because we're sitting in the front of the bus. We're the very front aisle. Um, and we hear the bus driver, and he's, like, talking on his little radio, and he doesn't know what's wrong with the bus. He just knows it's broken. So, I mean, we were there for yeah, an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. Sick as crap. We're literally too. parked in front of this random person's house. They never came out. Like, I, I think Didn't, of, a, like, a... Two giant buses. Right. I think if a big old bus parked in front of my house and was there for an hour and a half, I'd have to come see something, you know? But yeah. anyway... Maybe they saw his middle stories and they're like, no, nah, I'm, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, they knew better. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so we we sat there and sat there. And then we finally, the bus gets back up working. We come home um, and we get to the church. And I, I remember this. Micah gets out and he's like, man, I don't feel right. And something's going on with my head. I mean, <laughs> I I'd had like maybe vertigo. I don't know exactly what we it was. We were both really dizzy. Right. And so I was like, man, this, this feels like a cousin of vertigo or something. You know, I mean, <laughs> Something's wrong. Um, Every time you tell that story, you say the cousin of Vertigo line. <laughs> that's right. And it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, and, and it was funny you, because. Like you make a point to make sure. Right, right. Make sure that's the tagline. Um, <laughs> but no, Jim Jim texted all the leaders on our way home. And he's like, you know, uh, we're going to go to we're gonna go to dinner. Um, all you leaders are welcome. We'd love to buy dinner as a thank you for what you did this week. And me and Mike are like, bro, I feel like trash. Like, I'm going home. Um, yeah. Great. Great bonding moment for us. Yeah. The very beginning of the friendship. Those who go through COVID together stay together. Uh, I guess That's right. I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Audrey and Emma, do you guys have maybe like a funny, more, I don't know, not traumatic necessarily, <laughs> story that you guys, that comes to mind? It's a well, little traumatic. <laughs> yeah, it seems like every time I'm driving Audrey, something happens while I'm driving. <laughs> Like, uh, there's this big curve in her neighborhood right next to the stop sign, and I always managed to hit it, but it's not, like, a normal curve. It's, like, really big. It's, just like, it, like, smacks against your tire. It's, like, yeah, mm. you, have to you go, feel like, it. Wide turn. Yeah. You always manage to hit it? Like, yes. you haven't learned from your mistakes? <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, there'll be, like, a car on, the, like, the other, because oh. it's, like, a four-way stop, and I don't want to hit the car, <laughs> but then I end up Then you hit the, the curve, curve anyway, so. And, like, <laughs> also, we are going to Panera one day, and I was at a stop sign, and so, like, the lady in front of me, she, like, drove, and then, um, so I wait, and then I, get, I start going, but then she stops. So I'm kind of just stuck in the middle of the road, and then another car's coming, and she's just yelling at me. She has her hands thrown up, and she just has her window rolled down, and, uh, like, I couldn't go. I couldn't do anything about it. So it's like there's always something that happens when Audrey's in the car with me. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the best. And, Audrey, you don't like to drive. Oh, so, no. But, oh, but no. from what it sounds like, Emma, you don't really like to drive either. No. But you're just the one in the friend. You're, you're the to. one of the friend that has to that has to drive. <laughs> yeah. You got you got I guess I'm volunteered for that position. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at driving. So. That's right. Hey, I didn't drive on the interstate till I was um 21, so <laughs> as embarrassing as that is, it just it takes some time. Yeah. Some, some some people are just scared of the road. I'm one of those people. Me too. I can understand that. I mean, on the interstate, there's a lot. I mean, this is the thing about the interstate. People are going so fast that like Right. what would be like a little bump into somebody if you're on the interstate, that could be like big you know well the only thing that scared me was like the merge yeah for yeah. some reason that's just stressful to me but then someone told me like there's like this unspoken rule that you like when you see people trying to merge over you just get into yeah, the other lane to them right and then i do have a funny story okay so um i used to cheer at an all-star gym in macon mm-hmm. so me and my sister would drive up there 
and there was this man in this red car, and I don't know, he was really scary, and he purposely, like, swerved into me and my sister, and then, like, drove by us, and we are like, laughing, and I was like, um, never again. Never again. People on the, like, there are some people that drive, I'll never understand people that go, like, 90 to 100 (laughs) in, like, 50 mile per hour speed limit areas. They're just, like, weaving through cars. I'm like, y'all got a death wish or something. Especially if you're on a bike. Like a, like a motorcycle? Yeah. Nah, no. Them jokers. No, I do not like those. The worst is when the, the like motorcycles, them. like, they, like, get in between the two cars because they're Dude. that skinny. I'm like, y'all. No. No, that's oh, wild. too risky. Um, so how do you guys have fun? Because I think in high school, there's a lot of different ways that people have fun. Um, but when you're a Christian, a lot of those ways get taken out of the picture, right? So what do you guys do, maybe with your friend group or just with each other, that is fun during the week, during the weekend, whatever. Um, I feel like it's kind of boring, but, you know, we go to Target a lot. We That's do go to Target. To um, but our friend group, we um, like to get together and do, like, little, like, I don't know, like, we just do, like, a Bible study together, and we'll, like, read chapters, really, like, explain different point of views, and just go into depth with that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I know you guys, your small group and the small group that I think my brother's in, Y'all do a lot of events together, right? Like a lot yeah. of cool. Yeah, we did uh, like a little Bible study this past uh, this past Sunday. That's cool. Because there was no yep. collide. So. Yep. And it was just like those two groups. And we went to the Ray's house and, you know, just did a little fire and played basketball. And then, you know, did our little Bible study. See, that is awesome. Like taking it you, yourself. You yeah. don't have collide on a Sunday night. So instead of just, you know, doing whatever you want, you guys are like, Let's get together and still meet. Like this yeah. is important to us. Wow, that's that's cool, Sean. We have a couple ways. Yeah, you know that we have fun in our friendship. Um, what would you say is like number one though, or like in in the top? I would say Madden probably. Madden. I mean, it's like it's like a understand. It's like a uh, it just goes without saying. It's an understood thing that like what about nine o'clock? <laughs> we uh we have a little group chat and we're like, well, it's about that time, you know. And we we get on. We have no, some other guys nice. we play with, but most of the time it's. Me and Micah um, play Madden. We have a franchise mode on Madden that we that we play every. Things night. get a little heated. Sometimes it's not healthy for our friendship. I don't. I don't <laughs> hey, think, it's but, testing it. It's testing it. Because me and Sean are both competitive. We want to win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we we I think this weekend we're gonna try and maybe watch WrestleMania together <laughs> with some friends. As lame as that may sound to anybody who's listening, but it's just about. It's not about you know having the most craziest weekend of your life it's just about spending right. good quality time with your friends doing stuff that y'all enjoy together well i think the more time you hang out with somebody you'll find like what really works for you and i yeah and like what is not going to be as, as fun with us you know i agree so kind of bouncing off this idea of you know godly friendships what does it look like to have a godly friendship and how do you like find a godly friend if you don't already have one does anybody want to start us off yeah, I'll start it off with, like, how do you find one? Um, certainly God can provide. I mean, I, my first tip would be be praying for one. Yeah. You know, like, be praying that God would provide you godly friend or godly friends, like multiple ones. Um, be praying for that and look for, like, how God's answering your prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, and I, I mean, this isn't a 100% all the time this happens, but um, certainly God can provide a friend, a godly friend through class or your sports team, whatever, but if you're looking in the right place, I feel like you're more inclined to find a godly friend. 
um, Emma and Audrey, you guys are talking about, you know, you know, Audrey started going to collide, um, started putting herself in that situation. And then she became close with Emma. I think if you're looking in the right place, you're more inclined to find what you're looking for. And like you said, be praying for one. I don't know if you guys were praying for one necessarily, but maybe you guys weren't even looking, but you found each other in the right environment, right? Yeah. You, you came to a high school ministry um, where both you guys had the same beliefs, same morals, and that was appealing probably to both of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I um, think... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, God God will provide it, because I know um, you and I, Mike, have talked about this, but when we became close, it was a time where both of us needed each other. Yeah. Um, it was freshman year of college for me, so, I mean the large majority of my friends had gone off. Um, and I needed, I needed a friend like that and God provided you. So yeah, it's lucky for you. Cause I had to go two or three years without all my <laughs> friends from high school before I found a really good godly friend like you. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to look in the right place because if you're not looking in the right place, you're not going to find it. What'd you say earlier to me about? Yeah. It's, I mean, if you just think about like when you're at the store, you know, if you're looking for produce, you're not going to go to the dog food section or like the right. chew toy section. You know, you're gonna you're gonna look for it in its right place. So, if you're trying to find friends that are, you know, going to bring out, you know, your godly attributes, you or grow with you, you need you need to look for it in the right place. That's good, Emma. What do you think when I ask that question? What does it look like to have a godly friend? How do you find one? What comes to mind? I think it's definitely important to make sure you find somebody that has like the same morals and values and beliefs because. You can't have a godly friend that isn't trying to be godly and like yep. you know that it like drinks every weekend and mm-hmm. does all this bad stuff. You still you have to find somebody that is gonna like value the same stuff as you and like striving to be more like God and just like having like those beliefs and yeah. Well, as simple as it sounds, you can't have a godly friend if your friend's not godly, right? right. I mean. That that sounds simple and and, but it's so, it's so true. You need to make sure that your friend has the same values as you, has the same faith as you, is growing in their faith as well. I think those are all important things. Audrey, um, well, having a godly friend is like somebody that you can tell anything to, and they're not going to give you a non biased opinion. They're going to give you some like real facts that come straight from the Bible and like. It may not always be straight from the Bible, but it's something that they've learned before and they can give you experience on. So Yeah, that's good. I think um, godly friends have accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, a good godly friend is a truth speaker. I know in my friendship with Sean, we talk about a lot of stuff that we probably don't talk about with most people right? because we know that our conversations stay between us and our conversations are going to be full of truth whether that person wants to hear it yeah or not how often would you guys say you know you have conversations where you have to almost be brutally honest with the other person yeah I feel like we have some of them sometimes but we don't get as angry as we would with other people because we know it's coming from the heart yeah because so. you know if you're like really trying to find like some advice and like a real answer on what you should do I feel like you can't really get mad because they're going to give you what they think is, like, best for you, even if it's hard to hear. You can't really get mad about that because that's really that's what you're trying to find. That's good. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned growing up is that usually if you're getting mad about someone's advice, 
it probably means that you need to take that advice, right? right? Because you know it's true. It just, you're stubborn, you're frustrated. Um, So that's good. Which even, I mean, just a quick thing. I think sometimes your friends may not have the exact answer, but they can ask you tough questions to lead you to that answer. I mean, um, I would say we do that, you you and I, Mike. I mean, just asking somebody, especially if you know somebody's going through something or they've had a, a tough season in this area or whatever it may be, asking the questions um, I mean, now obviously there's a time and a place to do that. I mean, I wouldn't do that when there's a bunch of people around or when you're busy doing something else, but you know, how is this situation? You know, mm-hmm. um, has anything changed in this situation? Asking those questions, um, as you guys mentioned, it may be kind of awkward or it may kind of merit some anger at first, but I think when you know the person's heart, when you know, A, they love Jesus and B, they love you and they're trying to bring you closer to Jesus, I think you can trust, yeah, you know, it may hurt my feelings, but their their goal is not to hurt my feelings. Their goal is to help me grow in Christ. And I think encouragement is big, too. Yeah. Um, like you said, you're not always going to have the answers. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. That's important. Whether you have the answers or not, still being there for that person, still building them up, still letting them know that they're awesome and that you have their back, I think that's so key. And I think the three of y'all are three of the biggest encouragers that I know. Legit, I led a kids camp team with Audrey, and we kind of all had these positions, these unspoken positions, and Audrey was the encourager for sure. She was always hyping our team up, always like, hey, you're doing great, you're doing awesome. It's awesome. I think encouragement is so important. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, you think you think of, I mean, maybe – your inner circle or whatever, I think you need somebody that will encourage you after you do wrong or after you sin, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know a lot of times we talk about stay away from this and don't do this, but who's going to be that person that is still there for you and still encouraging you, still inviting you to come to ignition or collide after you have messed up. Yeah. Um, Cause I know when I think about my time in high school, there were times when I did stuff and when I look back, I'm like those people that stuck with me through that and that were still my friends, um, my close inner circle through that. That really meant a lot to me. Yeah, I agree. And I know, Audrey and Emma, you guys had some other points, I think, too, that you, we were talking about before that we even started filming this podcast. Um, um, I had one thing about accountability. Um, it's important not to just check off the boxes. It's important to be intentional about it, just so, like, if your friend asks you, like, something about what you read, you can actually answer it, like, truthfully and not just making something up. Mm-hmm. So you're saying accountability, like, for reading scripture? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Emma, do you have anything else? Um, I definitely think it's important that y'all are growing in your faith together because you're never going to be at a point in your life where you're done growing in your faith. You're always growing, and I think it's definitely important that you have somebody that's doing that with you, and y'all can both be there for each other. Like, y'all are, like, each other's accountability with that. Like, mm-hmm. making sure y'all are on track, uh, doing like the right things, not straying and like both just like helping each other with what you're going through and just incorporating like, like God into that and just helping them and just grow together. Yeah, that's good. How would you guys say that you two help keep each other accountable? How do you guys make sure that you're both growing in your faith? Well, um, I think sometimes Emma will be like, oh my gosh, I just read this passage and you need to go read it. It's so good and it affected me and I think it'll affect you in the same way. I feel like she just really like pushes me to um, read my Bible, even though sometimes I really don't want to. That's good. That is good. It's it, definitely important. 
because when you're in high school, like, or like in middle school, and you know, it's a big book. It doesn't look very fun to read, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of words. No and pictures. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's really like intimidating, and you like don't really know where to start. And I think it's important that you're doing that with somebody, and you can make it like fun. Like, yeah, we did our little Bible study Sunday, um, and like. You know, we had fun, and then we, like, got serious, did the Bible study, and then we, like, you get that, like, second opinion from other people, like, Mm -hmm. how they're taking this passage and, like, how they're applying that, and you're, like, getting, like, other people's thoughts on stuff, and you're not doing that by yourself. I think that's a good point. Um, You know, add some fun with it. Yeah. I I think of our small group, Micah. We have a small group that meets a lot on Thursdays of young adult guys and we'll meet. Um, well, for one, we're going, we'll be going through a book of the Bible. Um, we've gone through James and we're going through Romans, but we'll read a chapter during the week. Um, and then we'll meet and talk about that, you know, break it down section by section and, you know, pray and stuff. And then we'll play basketball. And I think when you pair that, you know, a Bible study and some fun, I think that's a good thing because you're going to grow and grow in Christ and then grow with each other, just playing ball. Yeah, And sometimes you got to get people to the door. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, right. small groups is not always appealing. Reading the Bible is not always appealing to everybody. But when you add that element of fun in there, suddenly that becomes a lot more appealing. Suddenly, you yeah. know, that opens the door for more opportunities to grow spiritually. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can invite people more naturally that way too. Um, but I, I, I mean, I can't understate the importance of having people that will speak scripture to you. Yeah. Um, I saw this tweet last night. I sent it to Micah right before I went to bed. But it says, the world, flesh, and the devil are trying to harden your heart towards Jesus. One of the means by which our hearts don't grow hard is the words of Christ in the mouths of, of the friends around us. Um, that's from KB. But it's talking about, you know, everything, well, most of the stuff we're taking in, most of the social media, most of the conversations we hear at school, you know, that's either trying to put something above Jesus in your life or it's going to try and pull you away from Jesus. So because of that, um, it's crucial, um, it's imperative to have people in your life that, are speaking scripture, whether you're having a great day, like y'all were talking about, Oh, I just read this passage. You need to read it. Or even you're in a season where somebody needs to come to you and be like, what you're doing, you know, unfortunately that's not what you need to be doing. And they have scripture to help that. Um, because like we said earlier, it's never going to be fun when somebody calls you out or asks you a tough question, but there's a way to do it. You know, talk, talk to somebody in love and you can help them get back to where they should be. Cause you know, they, Oftentimes they need a friend, you know, it's just like you said earlier. A lot of times we get mad when somebody calls us out. And a lot of times that's because we're, we know the truth. We just don't want to act on it. So maybe what they need is somebody to come up to them and be like, you know, I love you. And because of that, I want to show you that what you're doing is wrong um, and and try and help you get back to where you should be. That type of thing. That's good. My last thought on the whole subject is just to be the friend that you want to have as well. Um, If we're, you know, having this, list of things that we want in a friend, but we're not any of those things. Why do we deserve a friend that has all of those things? You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we got to be the person. Andy Stanley says this about relationships. Be the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be applied to friendships as well is you got to be the godly friend if you want a godly friend so that you two can thrive and have a godly friendship. Absolutely. Um, does anybody have any final thoughts, any final pieces of advice, maybe stories um, that you guys want to share before we close? I do. Um, I just really want to emphasize having a good group of friends because 
I used to not, and I was so far away from God. And whenever I started going to Collide, started having, like, really good friends, they've really introduced me to, like, what God really is and who he is and who he wants you to be. So I just feel like having a good group of friends is really important. That's awesome. That's really good. Um, I think it's important because, you know, 1 Corinthians 15.33, bad company corrupts good character. Who you spend your time with is most likely who you're going to end up being like. Maybe not personality exactly, but in terms of values, beliefs, morals. You got to spend your time with the right people, right? Because, yes, you you can influence other people, but they can also influence you probably a lot easier when there's yeah. a lot of them. So I mean, surround yourself with a good group of friends because I think one of the things about our friendship and about y'all's friendship is it's really hard for us to stray off the path when someone's continually there making sure you're on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, we, t- we talk about Jesus hung out with the sinners. Jesus hung out with the tax collectors, stuff like that. But he certainly did. I mean, he was certainly friends with them, but his inner circle, his closest friends that he was with day in and day out were people that were, following Jesus. I mean, yeah. obviously they were following him, but for us, we can implement that same model, hang out with people that are living, you know, the wildlife, hang out with people that are living a life that doesn't honor God. But at the end of the day, your closest friends that you're with day in and day out, those need to be people that, right. like Emma talked about, have the same values, the same goals, the same growth that you have. That's good. Um, well, Emma, Audrey, I want to thank you guys for spending a spring break afternoon <laughs> recording a podcast with us. Do you guys have anything you want to say anybody you want to shout out working gay yeah <laughs> love her the shout out the small group leader that's right how nice sean <laughs> any closing remarks anything uh, i just say be patient with it um you know if you are at a position where you're like i don't have many godly friends and you start looking for one it may not happen in a week or two weeks you know but be praying and be looking for how god's going to answer it and then be patient for him to answer it. that's good well we love you guys. Me and Sean are about to go try out McAllister's. It just opened today. So we hope you have an amazing spring break. We miss you, and we'll see you guys Sunday.